The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit and putting your energy into your show. And because of you, we're being featured all over the world. I get the most beautiful writings uh, from individuals and suggestions of shows. Uh, this being one that we're having today. Talk about an intentional spirit. Dr. Eric Pearl was known in his specialty as a phenomenal chiropractor. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. Because of you sharing our shows on social media with your family and friends, we are now featured all over the world. I'm so appreciative of all of you and your believability of how the consciousness is constantly changing on the planet. That being said... Talk about consciousness changing. Dr. Eric Pearl is our featured guest today. He was mentioned to us by many people, both in the States and abroad, of his amazing reconnective healing um, abilities. He was once a chiropractor and says that if you ever question if your life can change overnight, he's living proof that that would be the case. Thank you for being with us today. It's such a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very, very, very glad I can be on your program. Well, tell us, give us some insight about um, your work and how you were already a successful chiropractor and tell us about how things change for you? Well, um, I was practicing as a doctor of chiropractic for about 12 years when um, one night a few strange things really did occur. A lamp next to my bed turned itself on and woke me up. And, you know, you're lying there asleep and you're wondering where this light is coming from. You open your eyes and it's just the lamp next to your bed turned itself on. And I thought to myself, well, maybe it's an electrical short, except shorts usually turn things off. But I didn't give it that much thought because the next thing I noticed was that my bedroom door was open and it was closed when I had gone to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it felt as if somebody was in my house, as if I had been being watched, which is not a comfortable feeling to wake up to. Let's just say I grabbed my Doberman pincher, a knife, and an old probably dried out can of pepper spray from a self-defense course I had taken who knows how many years back 
thinking it would make me look intimidating, and I went searching through the house. I couldn't find anyone. I told myself it was my imagination, even though it distinctly did not feel like my imagination, and I went back to sleep. But on that Monday, I went into my office to see my patients, and after I would finish adjusting my patients, I would have them lie on their backs with their eyes closed to let their adjustment settle into place. And as I was standing there, I started feeling strange sensations in my hands. So as I was sort of moving my hands around, exploring these sensations, I mean, I figured, you know, what the hell, they couldn't see me anyway. <laughs> I'll right. play a little bit. And um, as I was sort of playing with the sensations, I would see that as I moved different ways, the intensity of the feeling in my hands would change. Their fingers would start to involuntarily move. Their arms or legs would jump. The muscles in their face would pull and twitch, pulling at their eyebrows or their lips. Um, their eyes darting back and forth when they opened their eyes. They told me that they felt my hands on them, but multiple sets of my hands on their feet and their shoulder and their foreheads all at once, that they were seeing colors they had never seen before, smelling flowers they had never smelled, and they started reporting and demonstrating healings right there in front of my eyes. I mean, people were getting up out of wheelchairs, not every one of them, but a lot of them. Um, Patients were calling the next day saying their doctors told them that cancer tumors had vanished. Parents of the younger children who had epilepsy or cerebral palsy were calling saying, what did you do? And my kids don't need any medications. They're running and laughing and talking normally and not having seizures. Their doctors are calling saying, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. And don't tell anybody, which went over probably just about as big as the just say no to drugs approach has been <laughs> going over for the last how many decades. <laughs> and, soon, <laughs> and soon people started coming in from everywhere going, I'll have she, what she had. And, and, and the next thing we know, um, people are asking me to teach this. And I said, teach it. I said, I'm standing there waving my hands in the air looking like an idiot. I said, you go outside, wave your hands in the air, tell me what your community says about you. But um, more and more, my patients would report fascinating, unusual things, such as they'd say, I drove home from your office, I pulled up in front of my house, my automatic garage door opened before I hit the little button to open it, or I went inside, my lamp or my TV started turning off and on. I would teach my patients a little bit how to feel it in their hands and play with it, just, you know, exploring it with them, not even realizing I was starting to teach it. And they'd come back to me saying, I held my hands near my grandfather, and my grandfather could walk after the stroke, and my aunt regained her hearing. And we started to realize that once we interact with what science says are new levels of energy, light, and information that they've not witnessed, not witnessed prior to now on the earth, what they science actually calls the reconnective healing frequencies or reconnective healing spectrum. Once we interact with this, it not only seems to allow us to access our own healings, but it seems to allow us to be able to facilitate, to bring about healings for others as well. It's, it's, it's like a raising of the vibration, the, the, the spirit, the soul of, of the planet itself and everyone we interact with. When did this occur? Uh, how long ago was this that this took place with you? Well, it started on a Thursday. This question really kind of just, you know, 
kills me a little bit because uh, because I wish I knew the exact answer because I almost do. It started on a Thursday in August <laughs> of 1993, and had I at the time recognized the significance that that date might have for me later, I would have noted which one. But for the life of me, I've gone back and looked at calendars, and I can't figure out which Thursday it is. And just to make it even worse, it was one of those months that had five Thursdays in it. Of course, yes. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And so um, I did this work for a while. I started teaching people. I was called in by adult classes and and I said, all right, I'll try and teach people how to do it a little bit. And, and I found that people were able to, to pick it up to access it as I worked with them. And then Hay House, the publishing company, um, contacted me because someone had sent them some um, a tape recording of one of the presentations I had given. They asked me to write a book. And I was never a student. I don't, you know, my mother always says, don't tell this to people. And here I am on the air always saying it. I hated to read. I still don't like reading today. Didn't do my homework. Don't know how to organize things. And they asked us, write a book. I said, write a book. (laughs) How do you write a book? They said, we'll give you, we'll give you a formula. They put it into thirds. Make the first third about um, your early life and your discovery of this work, make the second third about the work itself and maybe the science around it that you know because there started to be a lot of science around uh, reconnective healing to discover what it was and make the third portion a basic how-to, which is what I've done. And the book, which is called The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, is an international bestseller in 39 languages. I've taught close to 100 thousand people. I mean, I can't even believe it. You know, you you go to bed one night thinking you're a doctor. You wake up on a Monday and you're something else. Your parents had always, my parents had always told me I was something else, but this is probably not what they had in mind. I speak at hospitals, universities, the United Nations. Scientists started coming out and researchers wanting to study reconnective healing to find out what it was because the healings were very different than our energy healing techniques. Reconnective healing is not not an energy healing techniques technique. It's not a technique itself. As a matter of fact, the consciousness of it is to show us that not only are we more than our techniques, we, as we know from you know unity consciousness, we are more than technique itself, and the true gifts of our techniques. Maybe that they allow us to hone in on something, like training wheels allow you to hone in on mastering a bicycle. But the true gifts of the techniques come only once we transcend the techniques. The true gifts of the training wheels come only once we remove them from the bicycle. So the researcher said the healings are different in at least two ways that we see right away. A, they tend to be fairly instantaneous. And B, they seem to be lifelong, which is indicating to us that they appear to be working outside of time. And I said, what the heck do you mean by outside of time? What's outside of time? And they said, all right, just sit down and listen, and we're going to explain this to you fairly easily. They said, you just have to understand two concepts. Concept A, we are four-dimensional beings. And at that point in time, in 1993, I said, I thought we're three-dimensional. We're height, width, and depth, you know, the way we were all raised. But apparently, Einstein had discovered and been telling us since 1950 what science formally accepted, not 
until later, not until the year 2000, that we are four-dimensional beings. We are height, width, depth, and the fourth dimension is time or time-space. So they said to, to grasp this, visualize this huge, vast, endless, multidimensional universe. And somewhere in your visualization of this endless, multidimensional universe is floating around in a giant balloon. So imagine that, that the outside of the balloon is comprised of height, width, depth, and time. The inside of the balloon is energy. And this is where we as human beings have been existing, in energy, in our little bubble or balloon of time, in the timeless universe. And so when we've been working at healing through energy healing techniques, we've been accessing subsets of the energy that's been within our balloon. And, you know, as we know, everything's energy. Your energy, I'm energy, the floor is energy, our clothes are energy. The difference between our liver and our kidney and our heart are different vibrations and resonance of that energy. So our techniques, Reiki accesses a certain part of the energy, Shigong accesses a certain part of the energy, et cetera, et cetera. But by reconnected feeling just appearing here and not being accessed to a technique, A, the first part of this two-step understanding is that you are accessing the entirety of the energy here. All the gifts and the aspects of Reiki and Shigong and Jinshin and Jure, et cetera, without any of the technique and just more. I said, all right, well, that sounds like really anyone could do it. And they say, well, anyone with a consciousness to transcend and let go of technique can do this. That's not the part that's new. The part that new, that's new, to understand that, we have to understand that time is moving faster. And so, again, I said, well, I don't understand. Time is moving faster sounds very confusing to me because faster is a relationship of time. So what are you saying? And they said, well, instead of thinking it's faster, as moving from point A to point B. Think of it as expanding. In other words, imagine that in our balloon of existence there's a pinpoint in the very center, and arrows are expanding out from that pinpoint in every direction and every conceivable angle, all simultaneously, causing our balloon to expand. So what happens when you blow up a balloon? As it expands, it becomes more thin, more sheer, more permeable, what's been inside of our balloon of time for the first time can interact with what's been outside of our balloon of time. So now we're not only interacting with what's old and what's new, we are also receiving what's new to us, but what isn't old. It's timeless. It's existed outside of time. So I'm trying to follow this. And they said, here's the understanding. A, what we know about time is that it's moving faster which really translates to B. It's expanding. So as our balloon of time expands, it actually begins to see time disappears. And ultimately, as our consciousness and awareness, what we're working towards here on Earth expands, we will discover that all along, time has merely been an illusion. Now, let me tell you, this was the last thing I expected to hear from not one, but multiple scientists and quantum research people. And they say, so the reason they believe that reconnective healing tends to happen so instantaneously is because it happens outside of time. And the reason is that people don't usually have to go back again and again and again, but usually once they accept the healing, it's theirs for lifetime. 
is because it, too, is not affected by time. Am I sounding very um, strange and esoteric with this? Not at all. It's absolutely fascinating. I'm totally following you, and I, lo- I love the analogy of the balloon. It, it ties it all together, and it brings it to a, a simple understanding. Um, I'm just glad you said yes to this work and, you know, and opened up to what could be possible because it's truly revolutionary, and it, it's really changing the way a lot of people think about energy, especially with the scientific validation that you also bring to the table. That's what I think is so intriguing about the, the whole thing is um, that it, it's proven, it's documented, it's people showing uh, a lifelong uh, healing that, it, that is lasting. It's just, anyway... I'm I'm fascinated with your work, and I have been for a while. I'm just grateful that you're on our show. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, you know what I love, what I, I really love about um, unity and new thought is the fact that we're not afraid to talk about um, and, and feel viewed as if we're airy fairy or something about understanding. Love and the important, the important role of love, and I don't just mean, you know, as you know, I've got to have you loved. I mean love on the grander scale, love even on the scale that people tend to grasp even more. People have had life after death experiences who return to that light that we all come from and talk about the love beyond which we have words for here. And it's an interesting Interesting concepts here because I remember as a kid growing up hearing the expression, uh, which I'm sure you've heard, God-fearing, you know, God-fearing yes. Christians. Uh-huh. And, right. And I always thought, God, that makes no sense to me. What kind of a God would want you to fear them? And at one point in time, um, I mean, well, more than once, but at, at one time I was giving a presentation in Spot, which is a city in the north of Israel, the cradle of Kabbalah. And I was presenting with the head Kabbalah rabbi there, and I asked him, I think we were on stage at the time, I was, because it was a conversation as well. I asked him about that phrase, and he explained to me, he said, if you really go back to the original Hebrew, it's a mistranslation or a lower translation of the original word. The word was nora, which can be interpreted as bad, evil, or fear on its base level. But on its highest level, it can be interpreted and translated as awe. And therefore, to be in awe of God is a far more desirable, splendorous, you know, interpretation of things to me. And what happens is we judge the unknown, which is neutral. We place fear or we enter it from awe. And when Reconnected Healing first appeared, when the light came on in my house and I felt the presence of people there and, and these healings began, I knew I was standing in the presence of something far greater than, than I could even comprehend the, the, the size, the immensity of. And people say, you're so brave for bringing this work forward. And I would love to be able to say, yes, thank you, aren't I? But I'm not because people who are brave are the people who do the things that they're afraid to do. That's where their growth comes from. And 
I never interpreted this from fear because awe to me is neutral. And instead of entering into a state of fear, I entered into it, you know, in the state of wonder and exploration because everything was simply love and everything was simply perfect. And I think even when we think of the consciousness of light, light in itself is neutral, yet as human beings, we make choices whether we allow the light to illuminate or whether we choose for the light to blind us. And to me, it's the same situation, the same dynamic with the choices that we are all offered every day as human beings. I think part of our lessons here is to learn to choose from love and awe and wonder. To be in awe instead of being into our, our, our fear, that's... Um... Uh, so very true. If you're just coming on board with us on The Intentional Spirit, I'm talking with Dr. Eric Pearl. He's been featured on The Dr. Oz Show, The New York Times, and CNN. And his book, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, is in 39 languages. It's an international bestseller. You can go to his website, thereconnection.com. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, but I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature, rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. This world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity 
confidence and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, as I'm talking with Dr. Eric Pearl today. He is being featured all over the world. His book is an international bestseller. It's called The Reconnection. Heal others, heal yourself in 39 languages, as I said earlier. Some of you are just now coming online with us, and we want to welcome you today. Um, he has been mentioned so many times with his work by Deepak Chopra, certainly one of our favorites, um, speaking of leading edge, and um, has been validated um, scientifically, medically, in all the ways that... Uh, that matter as far as not only short-term, but lifelong healings. So it's a pleasure having you on our show. Now, I see from your website, thereconnection.com, that you, you're you really active with your schedule. So one of the questions I have personally is, it's so obvious, uh, not only from speaking with you, and I've spoken with you before on the phone, you have tremendous energy um, do you have uh, some secrets to give us? Because you're you're flying all over the world, um, teaching practitioners how to do healing and curiosity. Uh, how do you sustain such a level to share and give of yourself like you do? Um, wow, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I would take this from at least two perspectives. A, I believe. Well, when, when I used to, you know, when I was a kid, I would wonder what was the purpose of life. You know, what are we doing here? We, 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 we get married and have kids who grow up and get married and have kids who grow up and get married and have kids. Like, what's going on? Little ants <laughs> running around or something. <laughs> this you know? is all there is, right? And, yeah, not even realizing that there's a huge important to ants, even if we don't know what that is. Um, but I think, what is this function? And I really, I found my purpose in life with this. And what's what what's dawned on me around that is I think that we're truly, you know, the fortunate, fortunate, the word fortunate, the word lucky is picked on a lot. I like it because I think if we get past the semantics of it, we understand what it means. I think we are very fortunate if we allow ourselves to discover our purpose in life. You know, it's not an accident. Our purpose is here. We have to learn how to see it. But I think the higher form of the gift yet is when we have the courage to choose to live that path. And when you do, your work becomes your ongoing sustenance. It's sort of like the 
infinity symbol. You can't give without receiving, and you can't receive without giving, or something changes or stops along the cycle, and you stop that infinity cycle. It's like, you know, rain comes from the clouds, and there's the, the water and the streams and the rivers and the lakes and the ocean, and it evaporates up, and it comes down again, and it cleanses, and it allows for life, and if you stop that process anywhere along the line of the water flow, you get stagnation. In other words, it stinks. Yes. You need that continuation, and... Honey, I was just talking about this yesterday in, in a seminar I was teaching here in um, Massachusetts. I'm in Massachusetts right now, as I mentioned. I'm flying to Dubai um, right after we get off this um, interview, as a matter of fact. Um, but what we were talking about is the concept of fair financial exchange. I call it fair financial exchange. In the healing world, well... You know, as, as we, we've mentioned Terry Cole Whitaker before, who is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful speaker in religious science. And one of the things I used to love, she would say, is that we make our choices either from fear, lack, and limitation, or love, prosperity, and abundance. Fear, lack, and limitation, including judgment and ego and the need for control and, and love, prosperity, and abundance, light, oneness, unity. And we can't give a gift that we are unwilling to accept or receive ourselves. We can't stand in, you know, in the healing world, there's so much fear and poverty consciousness. You hear these technique people in healing, you know, you can't give a gift, you know, you can't accept yourself. You can't stand there protecting yourselves in a white flame and a purple flame and a gold flame and pulling up imaginary zippers for protection and trying to shake off negative energy and spray yourself down with alcohol and worry about whether you're moving your hands clockwise or counterclockwise or all these things. You can't stand in that fear consciousness and facilitate healings at their highest because healings reside in love and you need to also. Just like you can't stand in lack and limitation thinking that healing objects and toys and healing jewelry and rituals um, will make you more because then you're announcing to the universe that you are less than abundantly enough yourself. And you, and you do have to realize that if you, if your heart sings at the thought of being able to facilitate healing day in and day out, then the universe may be speaking to you, saying to you, your true calling as a professional, may be to be a healer. And that means you start your day and you touch as many people with healing as possible day in and day out. And in order to do that and still function in this world, you want to be able to support yourself and continue on. It means you need to allow yourself to be accepting something financial in return professionally so that you can continue. Otherwise, you're going to have to do another job, which may be wonderful, but maybe you're, you're living at your second best and you're not contributing at your highest to the universe and therefore you're not receiving at your highest from the universe. And we say, oh, I just want to give, I just want to give. And everyone loves to give and we think we're so special because we just want to give. But we forget that if we only give, we're truly not giving because we are depriving the other person of being able to give in exchange. 
and sometimes, you know, we'll talk about this issue and we'll talk about this, this issue and I'll stand in front of the room at the seminar and I'll say, listen, your biggest question should be, why the heck do I care whether or not you receive money? You've already paid me. I've got your money. I want you to receive money because I want you to sustain yourself to be able to continue this work on this planet and help as many people as possible. It's just like when you're on the airplane. This temple you just told me, you just returned from Europe. So what do they tell you on the plane before they take off? They say, the oxygen mask drops. Please place it on yourself before you help others because that's the only way you'll be around to help others. And if we don't allow ourselves to receive, we won't be around long-term to continue giving. And this is a difficult process for people, a lot of people in the healing world, because there are a lot of worthiness issues and fears that we can't allow ourselves to receive. And the biggest reason we come up with first and foremost is that healing is a gift from God. And the reality is that is absolutely true. But do we ask ourselves the second part of that question, which is, what is not a gift from God? And every gift, every talent we exchange in this world is a gift from God. We've taken a little time to hone in and refine for ourselves. And why not be sharing the highest gift we've been given? And that's what I was alluding to earlier in reference to yourself because you model um, someone that is doing immense teaching out around the globe. Uh, you're talking about energy. You actually have some, you know, lots of it. And you are um, exemplifying um a, a true healer that really takes care of yourself. So I would just like to say thank you for modeling that um, because, like you're saying, there's so many people now today that make certain claims and are part of teaching about uh, a physical well-being or an emotional well-being, but they become such wounded healers um, because um martyrdom or, or a, a wide range of things uh, kick in because of the denial of their own self-care and all the things that are and necessary to take care of the gifts, like you said. Yeah. Right. It's seductive to appear to be the martyred healer. It makes us appear to be special. And today I think it's time for us to recognize that everyone is special and no one is special and no one is special and everyone is special. And when we stop looking for what makes us unique and different, get rid of the T-shirts that say, kiss me, I'm Irish, kiss me, I'm Italian, kiss me, I'm Jewish, kiss me, I'm Catholic, and buy new T-shirts that say, kiss me, I'm you. Start to recognize that we are each each other at the same time. We're just like every ray of the sun is a holographic representation of the sun here on Earth. Each of us are holographic representations, I believe, of God, love, the intelligence of the universe, pick the word you're happiest, here on Earth. And when we can see that in ourselves and then see that in others, then we realize that we are all one and the illusion of separation changes. That's really powerful. Absolutely. I'm, I'm talking today with Dr. Eric Pearl. He is a life changer, a change agent. He has been featured in shows such as Dr. Oz Show, the New York Times, and CNN. And he has his amazing book in 39 countries, 39 languages, The Reconnection, Heal Others and Heal Yourself. I want to thank all of you for your ongoing support of unitycampus.org, 
For those of you that enjoy this type of conversation, you can check in with us anytime and hear various conversations. And also, you can go to templehaze.com. We'll be right back after this short break, for which then we will hear about various places throughout the country that Dr. Eric Pearl is going to be, and in other countries, in which you can participate in his seminars and in his workshops. Thank you for being with us. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit Unity Online Radio and click on Mobile Listening. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, Words from Our Past, Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for taking the time and going on the website, thereconnection.com, so you, too, can know more about Dr. Eric Pearl and the various workshops of training that he's offering throughout the world. You know, um, Dr. Pearl, we were talking uh, during our break time. Um, let's say that I'm going to be coming to one of the, in my cases, uh, English-speaking programs. Uh, walk our listeners through that as to what you would be offering and what they could expect, and then, therefore, what would they have um, once they've spent this quality time learning from you? Absolutely. Well, this year is a new year for our training programs, sir far more expanded than they were. We used to teach what was called a level one-two seminar, which would take place over Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. We've now expanded it so that Friday night is the beginning of our level one, and we continue it through Saturday and Sunday, and the professional level continues on Monday and Tuesday, so we have a lot more to teach and share. But what you can expect if you come to one of our training programs is that on the Friday night there will be a three-hour presentation where we talk about, of course, the 
beginnings of reconnective healing, how it was discovered, the history, the theory, the science, the philosophy. We'll bring up volunteers from the audience and give live demonstrations of the healings from the stage. We'll even maybe teach someone how to begin to do the healings from the stage so you can witness the reality of a healing facilitated by someone who is just learning for the very first time. And um, we'll let you feel this in your hands and begin to teach you how to work with it towards the second part of that Friday night. The level one of the training program will continue on that Saturday and Sunday. So Temple, let's say that you're attending the training program, then what will happen is you'll, you'll be in a chair, you'll watch from the stage as I demonstrate a level of the healing, then we'll all go to massage tables. So let's say Temple, you'll stand at the head of the massage table and someone who you don't know will lie down on your massage table and the teaching assistants and I will come around, we'll take your hands and we will show you how to feel for this sensation, how to find it, how to begin to play with it, and you will witness right in front of your very eyes that person on the table, their eyes will start to rapidly dart back and forth. Their fingers and our arms will begin to move or their legs will jump. You'll see color change in their face. You'll see breathing patterns change quite obviously. Then you'll trade places with them so you get to experience it. Then we'll go back to the chairs, talk about what we just learned, a little more philosophy, a little more science and question and answer. We'll demonstrate a new level of the work. We'll go back to the tables again. We'll continue that way through that Saturday and Sunday, which is level one, which allows you to learn to work with this on a personal level, let's call it, for you, your immediate circle of friends, your immediate family. And for those of you, let's say, Temple, you decided you wanted to learn this at a professional level. You're not sure whether you want to practice this professionally, but you want the ability to and you want that level of knowledge then you would continue to the level two on that Monday and Tuesday where a lot of the work would be done in similar fashion. We'll talk, we'll learn, we'll go to the tables, we'll do, but we'll bring in people from outside of the seminar who don't know what to expect so you can begin to practice your professional sessions on, on people you don't know and they don't even know what to anticipate. You'll see them having the same responses, the same experiences. We'll teach you how to do this be a distance where you'll talk with someone before and after their distance seminar, or they could be anywhere in the world, in your city, in another country. We will teach you how to work holographically, teach you how to work on different levels and planes with this without any technique whatsoever, no complication, no technique, no ritual, no fear-based protection, no healing objects or toys. And we'll even teach you how to begin to set up your own practice if you would like to do that and how to develop it. And by the end, by the end of this level one and two training program, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of energy healing and beyond in this realm that I can do, and B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of energy healing and beyond in this realm that any healing person, any healer on this planet can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in the mountaintop in Tibet, whether they were born into a lineage of healers, whether they mastered 33 techniques, or whether they've written and created techniques, because today it is about transcending the training wheels of technique and being able to access more, to let go of doing the healing and become the light 
that inspires by nature the healing within others to completely demystify the healing process, allow it to become clear and transparent for everyone so that we can all rise to the highest level of who we are as spirit and soul on this planet. Tell us um, where some of the upcoming events are happening so that the people that are interested could go ahead and start looking and sure. and making it part of their plan. Because I know you have a number of them coming up, both here in the well, States. Well, I teach and all around the world. So if you go to, just like the book is called The Reconnection, The Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself, the website is also The Reconnection. You need the word the, thereconnection.com. And you'll see on the schedule, obviously all seminars I'm teaching, um, therefore, are in English, but they're usually simultaneously translated via headsets into other languages. The ones that are straight in English, there'll be a one-day workshop in Dublin, Ireland, May 24th, in Sacramento, California. We're going to get the full Level 1 and 2 training program, June 26 through 30. That's Sacramento, June 26 through 30. In Philadelphia, we will get the full Level 1 2 training program, July 24 through 28. July 24 through 28. Hay House, the publishers, is giving an event in London, weekend of September 4 through 6, called I Can Do It. And I will be speaking there September 4 through 6 on one of those days. And we're going to give a full training program, two more of them in English. One will be in Los Angeles all weekends. It will be the five days starting September 11th, September 11th in Los Angeles at the downtown Millennium Biltmore Hotel. And in London, we'll give a full training program October 16 through 20. There's plenty of doors and possibilities that's open to to all of you. You know, on being on your website, The Reconnection, the other thing I like is the way that you have it categorized, that you have the Reconnection Certified Practitioner Program, which is the one that you are speaking about and individuals receiving the training. But you have other categories as well, Reconnective Animals, which... (laughs) is definitely something I, I love and value immensely. Reconnective yoga and reconnective kids. How did those come about and what what are their specialties involving that? That they're that they're distinct and how you feature them? Well, you know, animals really Look, let's face it, as we all probably pretty much know, animals are just people in fursuits. Life is life and love is love. It's not a different healing. It's still the same source of light and love. But the Reconnective Animals program teaches us how to approach in different ways different animals, you know, and how they like it and how they, you know how they are most responsive. So it's, it's, it's very beneficial in that form. Reconnected Kids is a class for very young children who don't, you know, who aren't necessarily maybe at that level to be able to pay attention to an adult class. And it's just a matter of maybe three or four hours where we teach it on a simple level. And the truth is, is that kids get it faster than the adults anyway, because they don't come in with the ego of saying, yes, I'm so special. I'm a Reiki Shambhala triple three master healing practitioner, and I've got the certificate on my wall to prove it. 
Because children probably realize somewhere deep inside that any true master would never allow the word master to appear in front of the name and wouldn't need to post it on a wall. But, you know, that's a whole other story. Kids <laughs> get it immediately. And, but what I like, and the, and the kids' class is up to age 11, and I plan to change that soon and make the class maybe up to about 8. I think that past the age of 8 or so, and, and it's up to parents to decide because, you know, Different children reach different levels of maturity and focus at different ages. But I really have had wonderful students, seven and eight years old and more, who have attended the full adult seminars and loved every aspect of it. My, the only requirement for children that young to attend is that they have a parent or guardian there, someone with them, just in case they get a little fidgety. Now, do you often teach this program in, in the States, Dr. Pearl? We teach, well, I, I think we're giving about four programs in the U.S. this year. I just finished right now, just finished yesterday in Kripalu, the yoga resort in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. And then, as I said, in the U.S., there'll be Sacramento, June 26th through 30th, Philadelphia, July 24th through 28th, and Los Angeles, September 11th through 15th. So that's really just four this year in the U.S. We'll also, of course, be doing Central America. We'll do Mexico. We'll do South America. We do Europe. We do the Middle East. Uh, so the Reconnect Appealing Seminars, oftentimes, you have as many as 80 85%, as much as maybe 85% of the people come in from other countries to attend a seminar. It gives them an opportunity to travel. You don't need to speak the language of any country because... I'm one giving the seminar. We're teaching it all in English. <laughs> it's just that if you don't speak English, it's translated into the language of those countries. So if you go to the website at loveryconnection.com, you'll find that. If you're looking for healing practitioners, you go to loveryconnection.com. There is also a directory of practitioners where you can find someone in your area. My only suggestion is if you're wanting to make sure you get the highest level of, pra of a practitioner, Google them up as well and make sure that they've let go of, they've transcended and moved beyond their techniques, that they're not trying to mix techniques with this because then it's sort of like trying to look at the heavens and use a telescope and see part of it and then put the telescope down and pick it up and put it down. And today we're in a new era. We really need to recognize that we can access the whole picture that, as I said in the very beginning, we are more than our techniques and we are more than technique itself. Uh, so technique, it, it, if I'm um, making the connection in the way that you're saying it, I mean, we, w we would say that, you know, there's a big difference between perfection and connection. And you're kind of alluding to that technique becomes somewhat of a dogma, correct? It, we're so it interested in doing it correctly. We're so interested in doing it perfectly or having the right bells and whistles and all the other things that we need that we're not really immersing ourselves in that, that love vibe and that flow and that energy that's just right there that we can all tap into. That's a beautiful way of putting it. I have much more that I say on the topic, but that's a beautiful way of putting it. You know, one analogy I use is I say if we want to better understand God, love, and the intelligence of the universe, some of our techniques might be religions. And, you know, you look at the one 
window of religion, you see a church. When you see a synagogue, when you see a mosque, when you see a river or a mountain or a palm tree, and we argue over whose window is correct and we, until we're brave enough to look out of multiple windows and we see that they're all correct, we just see an expanded picture from looking out of different windows. But even if we look out of every technique window, every window of religion under the universe, we'll never see the whole picture because each window is limited by the window frame and it's further limited by the wall that supports the window frame. So really what we need to all do is walk outside of the windows, maybe go up on the roof, join hands, have a party. And then we can see 360 degrees in all directions. The only person at that party in the roof who might not be able to see 360 in all directions is the person who brings their window frame up with them. Reconnective healing allows us to see without the limitations of the window frames. It's just when we add the technique, we're bringing a window frame back in and reducing the fullness of our connection, the picture, and the vibration of love. Thank you, Dr. Eric Pearl, for being such an example of the reconnective healing, and thank you for bringing it to us. It's been my pleasure to have you on the show today, The Intentional Spirit, and bless you on this amazing journey in which you continue to bless lives and and, and change that paradigm of what healing can truly be about and like. Thank you for being with us. And thank you for having me. It's been my honor and pleasure. I bless you so much. God bless you, everyone, and thank you for being on this amazing journey that we call life. And as Dr. Eric Pearl said earlier, be in awe, not in fear. On that, we say thank you for being with us. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for reality radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels. Live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. Inspiration only takes a moment. 
we invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? 
I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.